0: This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. Radio! The first time in 39 years the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like, it is sure. Yeah, yeah. With Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show. What a bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. And WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Calman. the killer. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Brewing. He's we got a lot of losses. Yeah, we got a lot of Lace money. them up for some beast talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. Emergency edition of the Sunday Skate <laughs> Podcast, as they say in the barstool sports world. Is that keep, what they say? Yes. yes. I know that. Well, that's a Portland thing, right? Emergency podcast. Okay. You are a Stradamus. You're oh also God. a message sender of many forms. You've got a, a shirt that says, keep the blues alive. So is that, uh, are you trying to get deep here? With <laughs> Absolutely. The, yeah. Getting ready
1: to go to St. Louis and, you know, just trying to tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> to keep the series alive, exactly. I didn't even think of that. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you are booked, right? We just confirmed from Rod, Bradford, the uh, W.E.I. executive, you're headed yep. out to. Uh, you're gonna miss the actual Sunday skate. Yeah, that's why I had to come in and do an emergency
1: morning. podcast because you never know this, this might be my last act uh, speaking on any W.E.I. platforms for a while. So
0: July the uh, no, it's June, June the seventh, as we sit here this morning, the day after the morning after. Well, it's now the afternoon, the uh, day after the non-call, the Bozak. Call. What's going to oh, go down in history as? What will it be uh, framed as? Tripgate. The I don't Achari know. embellish, if you ask Jerry Callahan. That's Jerry Callahan.
1: <laughs> Callahan and some dude on ESPN who I don't think knows a hockey puck from a baseball. Bougie Gras. No, not Bougie Gras. Some other guy. They them, One of those guys on the morning shows that they yell at each other all oh, day. I have no idea. Fun, uh, get Up. One of those. I don't know. Get It Up. Is Jerry and are saying
0: Achari embellished. <laughs> Let me read Jerry's latest tweet. I never said Achari should have been called for embellishment. I said that had to be what Kelly Sutherland was thinking. Do you have a better explanation? Do you agree Uh, with Ken Lair that an anti-Boston edict came down from the commissioner? That's in response to you uh, moments ago, five minutes ago. That's what
1: you believe, that that there was an anti-Boston edict?
0: Well, he's exaggerating for effect, but here's what I think. First of all, I think after the... San Jose Vegas incident in game seven. Officials across the league oh my God, for sure. are afraid to right. overreact Absolutely. or overcall it. So right. they're generally letting things go. And in this series in particular, I believe after Barubi spoke in game three, that had a definite impact. He worked the officials, and all of a sudden, this became a let let 'em play series. And who does that benefit? That benefits the same Los it's lose. If, if it's let them do, be. I believe there's an inherent bias it's good for the league that St. Louis wins after 49 years if it's let him be 52 years
1: if it's let him be then why did they give in to the Binnington embellishment
0: why didn't they let that well that's Marshawn who who supersedes the
1: oh man well if Marshawn is still living this stuff I mean the guy hasn't done anything this is the saddest part of this series is that Marshawn not last night
0: he low bridged uh, it was a great hit
1: it was a great play it should and we, Clean, yeah. he should have done that three games ago. I mean, oh my God, he should have done that in game one when they had that matchup and they were getting dominated. Instead of Bruce Cassidy, have to change all his matchups and change and shuffle everything. Martian should have gone out and lobbed somebody and sent them a message. Oh, no, I mean, you're right oh about that. If, if they're going to let stuff go, then the Bruins,
0: particularly when you're playing a St. Louis team whose power right. play is absolutely mud, yeah, putrid, right. cannot score. Even without Chara, I don't think they'd score. Uh, <laughs> right. So. Take advantage of it.
1: Well, that's just it. And, you know, that's just it. I mean, first of all, we talked about this before about with the Bruins going after the other team's goalies and the other team's yeah. going after Tuka. Take a damn goalie interference penalty if you have to. Get in this guy's grill already. They've made yeah. it so easy on him. 38 saves. Did he have to make a tough one the whole night? It was unbelievable. But then, yeah, the same just all around, not just not be pushing back in the scrums. You know, Backus gets hauled down in game four. And not got hauled down last night and no, you're not gonna start a fight in the Stanley Cup final, but push the guy back. They're not gonna get you for retaliating in a scrum at this point, and if they do, then you have more reasons to whine about it. Sunquist uh, has Krug in an arm bar before exactly. that crazy save and no response. Right. Nothing. Where's the pay where are they where are they to make them pay the price? Right now they are the eleven Canucks and the Blues are the eleven Bruins. They're letting them just you know the the refs are letting them do these things, and they're just putting up with it. They're they're turning the other cheek. I don't know what Bruins team this is. And last night I didn't get to get it in my column, I, but I did get to formulate my question properly to Tori Crew. Just said if there's a threshold that we now know is so high, they're letting it go. Can you guys push it to that threshold? And he said, you know, that, that the refs change every game, so maybe it's hard to dis- dis- discern what the threshold is. But next game they have to discern it quicker and and maybe do that.
0: Yeah. Now. We'll get the Game 6 here coming up, but just to focus back on the Achari-Bozak uh, uh, hit. Give me your take on it. Do you believe at all in the fixes in? Do you believe at all that Achari I don't believe in the
1: fixes in. I just believe in the officiating is piss poor. and just so like, Total incompetence. Just like Cap- Cassidy said, it's been everywhere. We've seen it all all over the place, right? Uh, in every series. And it's, it's just happened that right now it's going against the the Bruins. So I mean, Sutherland
0: was watching the, but missed it, or Sutherland was watching and just thought, judgment call I don't think that's agree yeah I think
1: I think he decided it was it wasn't agree I think he decided it was a it was a battle and the guy got flipped and because he flipped so hard he might have thought embellishment but if you watch it and I've watched it in real time like 10 times just to see because I hate these slowdowns of anything you know regardless of who it's going against the slowdowns you can make look like anything but it's a slew foot it's a slew foot that almost to the point where if it's in the regular season they might even review it for extra Extra penalty since Achari had to go into the damn protocol, right. and so how are you going to let that go, and 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 think it was just a battle? I mean, he comes from behind on him. It's it's unbelievable that they that they would blow that one. But maybe more egregious is the headshot on Johansson. I mean, that's the one that's right there. The well, guy the guy as, just that, took a yeah, shot. You're yeah. you're watching him. He clips him. It's just like the Joe Thornton play we saw in, in the in the in their series or earlier in the playoffs you're trying to get the headshots out of the game and you're not seeing these ones and the guy and again now they have a, a, a hearing with a guy who didn't even get a penalty the other game you had a hearing for a guy that got a minor right. like, so you're basically like you said they're so afraid to overreact that they're letting the department of player safety handle these things but the suspension doesn't do you any good and the
0: only fix in game would be scoring play Goes to review. There's an official in the booth, quote unquote, a, a non you know right. game day official who could then potentially go back, rewind it, overrule that. Right? I mean, I'm talking about well, down the road. It, it
1: doesn't even have to be. How about well? I guess I guess it's hard to say because it was a non call. The, the Archarya one is a non call. But in the NBA, where they look, they review for flagrant fouls. Yep. So maybe you have a way that they would signal down and tell you if it was a minor or a major. Yep. You know, just to say okay w- w- whether or not we're going to look at this. They don't have to look at every one. They could look at it in the war room. But then if it's a non-call, I, I don't know how you how you how you rectify that if you're just going to let everything go. I mean, you almost have to say in the in the ref's mind you have to hope that maybe they're going to give the Bruins one and maybe the Bruins have to take a take you know take a shot at somebody. Now, have you heard
0: uh uh Barbashev expected to be suspended one game that has not come down yet. It Has it? not
1: come down yet, but um, I guess we're saying that everybody that's been had a hearing this playoffs has gotten a game, right? Yep. So you have to assume. I mean, that that was like I said, it was this, almost the same as as the Joe Thornton thing. It was you know clearly like the McAvoy um, too. So it seems to fit the bill for what they suspend now. now
0: Stephen Walcom, the uh, head of officials, oh, put out that statement, but uh, just <laughs> uh, you know, basically, it's a judgment call. We don't comment on yeah. those.
1: This is. That is actually— That's
0: classic NHL.
1: It is, but it's also a sign that, geez, we really look bad and we need to say something. So even by coming out but and, arrogant. and it's, it's, saying we say nothing, it, they're just at least, at least they're acknowledging that there's a controversy here. I think more often than not, they ignore the controversy, and now they're at least owning it a little bit that they'll come out and respond like that. Um it's kind of crazy to think that Gary Bettman just what a week ago is sitting there talking about the hand pass and how his head almost exploded, right. and you have to wonder if his head ex- finally did explode last night. Well, if, last if, night if he cares at happy. all, he is happy. He's the happy. Blues the Blues are going to win. At least it pushes yeah. it
0: to a game seven, and in, in his mind, you know, a good chance for one. Yep. Uh, worst yeah. Worst. Yeah. I mean, there's no
1: doubt of benefits. I mean, we've seen it. You know, my childhood growing up in the NBA, it's somehow the the best scenario has always played out for the commissioner and Mm -hmm. it's been different in hockey i mean you you can't say that some of the finals matchups have been in the benefit of the league but maybe now they're starting to take their lead from the nba were you the pool reporter that talked to steven walker i was not the 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 pool reporter we don't... don't make
0: comments on judgment calls within games there are hundreds of judgment calls in every game the official on the play he reviewed it and he did not view it as a penalty at the time Oh and, my God! Well, well that, but then, then, well, the time. And then,
1: what's going to happen? Oh, we're we're taking this this guy off the you know if he was I don't probably not scheduled to even play do game not. seven maybe maybe it carries over to the regular season maybe he sees a suspension I mean these things don't help the team in the real time though it's no. nonsense I mean even in the other leagues where they come out and and admit that they made mistakes what what good is it to you Yeah now most people
0: who watch the game I think that are smart hockey fans would say the Bruins controlled period one and after that they were in trouble. Beyond, even, it, beyond the officiating. Even
1: when they would control game period one, though, you still had the feeling that they weren't in that higher gear, didn't you?
0: Well, it's it was certainly a feeling that either Bennington was uh, becoming a major story again or they're not taking advantage of their control. The power play was, uh, you know, yeah, uh, atrocious. Early in the series, a significant advantage. It is no longer that. So I mean, St. Louis has corrected something in a major way there. You've
1: rimmed it, you, but you've. You've re- you've reduced DeBrusque basically to a fourth liner at this point. He scored finally playing on the fourth line, right? Why is he still on the first power play? Marcus Johansson is your best forward. He's your hottest forward, and he's an entry machine on the power play. You tried that earlier in the playoffs. It worked to maybe mixed results. How are you? Marshmallow soft. Yeah, yeah, Marshmallow soft. Yeah, exactly. He's now he's the best player, and so why is Jake DeBrusque, If you're demoting him, why is he still getting major power play minutes? The coach, I mean, honestly, this is my calm today. We can preview it a little bit. The coach is baffling me, and I think he panicked. And it, it bothers me two ways. Way that one was the the shuffling of the lines. Yep. The the, the nonstop shuffling of the lines last night. The even going back to the dressing the seven D. I'm still not on board for that 100. percent Especially By the
0: way, yours truly called that the sure morning did. after. You sure did. Now, to your point, though. Cassidy has not done that this year. I don't know if he's right. ever done no. it in his Bruins tenure. Maybe I, going I, back I looked it up twice last year in last year. November. So what, is he what, is he too not I mean, is it too unfamiliar for him? And he got in trouble. Like you know what I mean. Like he he actually got into the throws I think, of it and he was I think, overwhelmed. I don't know. If
1: it, like the seven D eleven forwards thing like empowered him to do what he loves. We've seen him mix and match the lines Tinker. at weird times during the season. Sometimes and a lot most of the times it worked. I mean, give him credit for that. But this was you know. Jake DeBrus, Sean Corrali, and I don't know Martian or Johansson. Like there was a line like that. Th- these guys even know each other, let alone have they ever played together. Right, and it's a Stanley Cup final game. And so I think, well, for a while I, think I thought Passenach on the
0: Krejci line was working. They, they that was as well good no, as that line was if, looking. If you're going to
1: have eleven forwards, then yeah, you have to spot Johansson and Passenach and maybe even Nordstrom on that in that spot. Obviously, but you can also treat that line like a fourth line and not play it. Krejci ended up over twenty minutes, and he's not playing that great. Yeah. Marcus Johansson only had 13 minutes in change of five-on-five ice time when he's your best forward. Charlie Coyle, you know, yeah, you want to move him up to, to wing and get him more ice time, but double-shift him. Don't just cut back, don't just shorten your bench and play him on the wing with Bergeron and Marchand, who, by the way, aren't playing that great. So it, it's almost like the two of them are going to drag Charlie Coyle down.
0: Now, Marchand had the best chance of period one, put one off the post. Yep. Paschenok fed him from uh, the corner. Yeah, he obviously
1: came out intent on shooting as yep. opposed to what he did the game before that.
0: Yep. And then they called the pitchfork penalty on him, which is, as you described, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> Eddie Olchek described it that way on the telecast. You weren't there. You know, you're watching the yeah. game live. But it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, reading the, the quotes NBC.
1: from the NBC was pretty funny. Between It wasn't just Milbury. It was Olchek and even Doc Emmerich weighing Nobody in. Nobody said anything. It was just like silence. Quotes. It was
0: like, oh, yeah, that's the old pitchfork. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't touch him, but, you know, fine. But, you know, that kills momentum. And I don't know if that carried over to period two, but, uh, you know, that first shift – Tarasenko's loose behind the D, and then O'Reilly continues to be hot. I said before on our podcast before the series started, Ryan O'Reilly will determine this series. Yeah, and I was looking pretty bad through four games, <laughs> but he has come to life. Well, yeah,
1: well, he he determined it because it was only you know two one, and they were down two one, and then he decided to start playing. And Darren Pang, and Darren said it Pang. Too. I was going to say that Pang right.
0: said they got to get this guy possession players and, and they found one with Sanford
1: well exactly and, and and how did this happen that's why you know, be careful what you wish for with shift getting suspended because if Sanford probably doesn't get in the lineup with Sunquist doesn't get suspended then he had that great game and you know I said that on Sunday skate that he should probably play that guy more next thing you know he's on the second line
0: yeah because Blay was up there they bumped him down the line three and yeah. who's been out there the Fabry's uh, Fabry. out yeah. so Fabry goes back in well, if...
1: and also because Thomas has been out since the beginning the oh that's right, that's right. So it's been a, a trickle down effect
0: right the great Rob Thomas yeah so
1: uh, Sanford wasn't even your first choice at the Thomas went out. They went Fabry. And then the Sunquist thing—that was a key move. And then Vince, the Vince
0: Dunn, when he came in, had a really good game. Maybe less effective yeah. last night, but they benched Edmondson, who was right. was really a liability. But I mean, I think Barubas pushed some right buttons in this series. Yeah, has he well, he's done a nice job.
1: It's funny the Bruins are so worried about going down to five D, but he's basically played five D most of these games, and they've gotten by. I mean, Petrangelo and, and Pareko have played huge minutes, and that's what you would hope you could get from Carlo and, and McAvoy and, and Krug. You have three guys that could do that. Yeah. Um, instead, they're p- dressing seven D. They're shorthanding themselves forward wise. And worrying about Zdeno's health and not getting uh and Brandon Carlo's minutes were down last night too all of a sudden. It doesn't that doesn't so make any sense. Camper, I guess. And that maybe goes back to the original sin of this series to begin with. What is the deal with Carlo and Krug not playing against Tarasenko? Right. Why are we, you know, catering to Zdeno Chara, especially now in his current state, but even at the start of the series to give him the the marquee matchup which hasn't worked, and now in, in his in his current state is he really bringing you what you need that it's worth doing all these other things to your lineup to just make sure you have him in there.
0: Yeah, and to me, now, the matchup that's more interesting, now when they're in St. Louis, it appears that Barube wants his fourth line out there against Bergeron, right. yep. and he's gotten that, and they've been effective. Now, with Barbashev being out, maybe that changes. I don't know. Maybe. When the first lines have matched up, it's been kind of a wash, uh, but it does not appear that Cassidy cares which defensive pair Bergeron is out against. And right. he's getting stuck with Pareco yeah. uh, and Boneaster, who I know you don't respect that much, but he's played pretty well in this series. Yeah, I mean, I mean Pareco surely has.
1: He's using his reach at least, and he's so playing some So Why doesn't
0: Cassidy hockey? care about that? Or is it too hard to get the top line yeah, away from I think defensive pair? I think if
1: he's running he, I think most of them are using like a five man unit where it's just the five of them out They're there, so it's just there. too hard to do that. I mean, but that's why this is this is why I don't think the Bruins are gonna win. I've counted them out before, especially this season. I picked wait Toronto. Minute, wait a minute! What
0: happened? Everything's going to be all right <laughs> after Game Three.
1: It was it was all right for one game. Things have changed. Oh my god! But I've I've honestly never seen the Bruins play this poorly, head start, top to bottom in a uh, playoff series. I mean, if Bergeron's not going, Krejci's usually going. We've seen this playoffs how much the bottom six has carried them, even especially the fourth line. But geez, these guys can't. It's not just that you got no points. It's the not there's no chances. You're you're not making Bennington work. You hit the one post, but you haven't really had any bad balances go your way. And the power play, like you said, they they rely on it too much, and it's not effective and now. The Blues they can't get set up. They can't, they can't even enter. get set up. And so this is what what reason could you give for the Bruins to come out and win this game on Sunday? It, there's just no logical reason except to say. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, and then well, they're going to turn it around.
0: Matt Grizzlick is one. Okay. If Grizzlick comes back Sunday, a are a different team. Well, I don't think John Moore's played terribly, but he's just right. not the he's not the catalyst on the back. So they'll end. take.
1: You think they would take more out, I guess, because they want to go left and left. I, I mean, think Char going to play
0: major minutes, and they're just going to go back to the original lineup. It's yeah. going to be they'll go Gris, six Grislyk, sixty Grizzly. Yeah, and I mean Cassidy
1: was leaning. He wasn't committing to anything today because he said yeah. that maybe Chara. He doesn't know what Chara's condition is even. You come out of a game like that. He didn't yep. play the last – I mean, obviously, they were trying to score, so he didn't play. He might not have played anyway, but he didn't play the last basically five minutes of, of regulation.
0: How did you think he played when he did play?
1: He was okay, but that's just it. He was okay. You don't need yeah. okay right now. You need great. And I, you wonder if if you're going to play – Camford
0: did blast one off the crossbar. It's got to be a little enticing to a team that needs some offense. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why he got, he got more time. I think he, got, he probably got more time in the second half than Clifton did, I think. I yeah. mean, they ended up being almost the same for the whole game. Um they won that Carolina game without Chara. There's a certain. that series was over. The series was over, but there's just like, there's a confidence, and there's a way that you can, you know, you, if you really believe that McAvoy and Carlo have made the strides they made, you have to trust them more. And maybe McAvoy's banged up because he's not quite, he's not moving quite as well as he was earlier in, in the series, even. But is, well, if Chara's game is physicality and defense and shot blocking, can he give you that in his current state? And how important is his leadership and inspiration that you can't say? All right, we'll have twelve forwards, and we'll have you know Clifton and Camphor, We'll spot them in, and we'll try to grind it out here. I don't know if this is helpful right now, especially if there's, I mean there's no so now there's no offensive game from Char. He had a couple shots in that game, right? But yeah. you're, if you're benching him for the last five, you're not expecting any points out of him, right? Correct. So you're completely just looking at this one-dimensional player who was maybe you know struggling to begin with coming into the series. You know, we can ask Wiggy all about that. And then you've put this mask on him and, and put him in a position where he can't Some necessarily hit people. Yeah. And he's had, I mean, I think that goal last night, the first one last night, and then the um the second goal in St. Louis was Shen made that pass out of the corner. And th- it was the same three guys, too. Pasternak, Bergeron, and Chara converged on him. No one hit him. No one made him pay, pay the price for t- stopping with the puck in the corner. And so you wonder what else is bothering Charred before he even takes the puck in the face. I, I don't know if you're getting enough out, out of him to justify this lineup.
0: Well, uh, I'm not going to totally disagree, but it would be a ballsy decision. Uh, I mean, yeah. for, for Cassidy to go into St. Louis where you know they're going to have at least an initial tough push. Their four check when it's on is is tough, and you could see Camphor, yeah. Moore, Grislyck, right first game back. These guys get, are yeah. you know, th- getting I think, into some yeah. trouble when you're back. I end. think,
1: yeah, there's no way he's doing it now. I mean, I just don't obviously. See it. You're not going to if the captain can play, you're not going to bench your captain for an elimination game six. But I'm kind of maybe I'm kind of second guessing. Although I was, I'm kind of first guessing because I made sure to tweet it before the game started last night. Because you don't want to write a column on yeah. game day and have it have like a two hour shelf life. So I just threw out the tweet that said, "Is this really worth the effort?" and and also the risk. I mean, if he needs to wear this thing on his face. And he can't do certain things, and he can't see. And you know that this team is not going to shy away from taking shots out of him.
0: Well, he he delivered a hit thirty he, seconds. He, he absolutely seconds did. He game. also
1: he took a few too. I mean, you know, it's hard. Like they, I think it was David Perron said after the game. It's it's hard to get up there, so we're not necessarily going to try to hit him up there. But you know, accidents happen too. What what if another puck hits that thing? How protective is that mask? Well, it's already broken.
0: Get <laughs> further broken. I guess so. Uh, it's his choice. I mean. I would say the bigger decision to me now is, okay, are you going to – do you need a seventh defenseman to hedge your bets a yeah. little bit, as you say, or to provide offense late in games, which seems like a legitimate possible need. Like if right. you're down 2-1 again, yep. you're going to want Char off the ice. So that's right. significant. But the consistency of rolling four lines, Bacchus – has responded well sometimes when put in the lineup, and he's in St. Louis, and he's obviously got to be steaming yeah. hot after getting benched in Game oh Five. I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw him up on the ninth floor, but that had to be a tough conversation. Between Cassidy and back, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm sure he didn't expect it, and I'm sure he's <laughs> counting the minutes till he's out of here. But um, it's it's really a hard call because I was calling for Coleman game. I was calling for you know twelve yeah. and six and Coleman to be in for him. Whether you bring him back now, I you really don't have a choice. I guess you have to go in with the twelve. Well, you guys. could
0: go Coleman. You could, but I mean that's that's another ballsy choice because he hasn't played in a while. When's exactly, the last time
1: he hasn't played done? in a while. It's a rookie. You're going to throw him into elimination game on the road. I mean, he played uh, elimination games in the first couple of rounds. He he was in at the end of the Toronto series, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, because Backus didn't come back for Game Seven, so he was he's he's, yeah, had, he's had the experience in the now. Series. And he's um he's been you know he's been practicing with the team like a normal player and taking some bag skates, but he's out there. He's I mean, maybe if you're looking at the guy, I mean, he played Danton Heinen just eight minutes. So maybe if you're if you're just plugging Kuhlman into that and playing him eight minutes, and maybe Heinen gets some more time. I mean, people are ripping on Heinen. I mean, the the Heinen Johansson coil line's your it's best line. So yeah. how, and Heinen's a part of that. I mean, he doesn't necessarily do the flashy things, but he makes the the, the line go with his with his responsibility and his puck distribution. He's he's a good passer, and. Um, so, but maybe you just go to Backus for those eight minutes and you spot guys in.
0: Coyle also got a little time on the top line. What did you make of yeah. that? Was it just necessity?
1: Of, yeah, he was just, I mean, he, he was just trying to he, – he, the way Cassidy explained it today was, well, if Coyle's going well, maybe he goes up with them and he makes them go well. Johansson goes with Critchy and uh, DeBrusque, maybe he gets them going. But hmm. I don't know if it really works that way. <laughs> I think no. it's the other way. Like the, the two guys that were going poorly are going to bring down the one guy. Um, I want – Charles Coyle to get more ice time and to do it in his natural position and and be with Johansson because that was that's part of the magic too right the two of them have clicked I mean how many more times can we write about this and the scary thing to me is that he panicked with the lines it was only one nothing and he and they had outshot them seventeen to eight in the first period and he said well we needed to get more finish so he decides to you know be a mad scientist that, that to me that's and and, and also. I don't know how much you listened. I mean, you guys must have listened to the the Cassidy post game this yes, morning a yes, lot. Yes, he sound like he was getting choked up.
0: Uh, no. Well, St. Louis read the Cassidy as a whining. I didn't think so at all.
1: I thought he was getting choked up and looking at his uh, face, it looked like he was taking some big gulps. It's like, does he have his emotions in check? We know he gets to be pretty fiery on the bench. He's yeah. I, I just hope he's not. You know, it, it goes back to the the hand pass game and Baru being obviously commanding the players not to talk about it. Right. And everybody's in there whining after the game last night.
0: So you think Cassidy was on edge last night?
1: I think he was on edge, absolutely. I think he was panicky about the lines. I think he was panicky about the call, and I think he kind of let it go off the track. I mean, you got you got two days to to get back on track. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Like, we can, we can get our arguments out and then come back and be refocused. But, you know, it's going to keep coming up, too. I mean, they're not going to get stopped asking about it until... The game starts on, on Sunday, so. Well,
0: they got, I mean, the simple, uh, you know, they got a score. McAvoy oh had, a, had the 2-on-1 um, and decided to shoot it. He had Krejci coming on the left wing. I don't know what he, you know, didn't see because he just didn't want to waste an opportunity. Right. Whatever he saw, It'd he saw. It be nice he all. could ever hit the net. Right.
1: That's the story of his life. But
0: to, to your point about getting uh, traffic, they had the one play late where somebody knocked Bennington's stick out of his hands. Yeah. And Gunnarsson cleared it away after Moore's point shot, but there was nobody around. Like, yeah, that, that's, well, there was a couple guys A's. kind of
1: on the outside of the slot, right. and they both got nobody. decked. Right, because right. basically the Blues are just hit the body first, go for the puck. Right, it's the, the, the Bruins. The whole series have been the receivers of everything, whether it's the you know the, the attack or the physicality. They're the they're, they're the counter punchers. They're the the they're on the defensive. It's unbelievable to see a Bruins team playing that way. You know
0: what it feels like? I covered the twenty thirteen Penguins Bruins series yeah. from the Pittsburgh side. Right. It. And it feels like that right. where Crosby and Malkin had some chances, yeah. but for the most part, yeah. Chara and Seidenberg were so and what's, good.
1: And what's like the defining like image of that? It's, you know, Crosby losing his his, losing is cool. his mind over yeah. something Chara did to him. Now that was a sweep and it was different. I mean but, right. but yeah, it was a lot of the same of it because, you know, except for the fact that Tuca was great and Bennington awesome. has not been great. But, yeah, the, the obviously the physicality of the Bruins. You know, the Bruins, had, whether they wanted to admit it or not, had so, something huge to play for in that series, the, the whole again thing. You know they wanted yeah, to rub man. it in his face. Um, that's another part. Maybe the Bruins just, for some reason, can't find the hate that they needed to find. I mean, the, the Blues clearly hate them. Well, there's a the thought the about that that
0: this might wake them up, right, that this, the, well, this non-call, uh, whatever it is, whatever they had a game six where they played as good as we've seen them in the Toronto series, right? Went on the road yep. and uh, played a, yeah, a that's, classic that's, game that's six. That's the thing, but it's
1: like, and it's great. Maybe they'll win the cup. I'm, I'm not saying not, it's not going to happen, but you kind of would have liked to see a team not have to be back against the wall to play the best the best game it could play. Yeah.
0: I feel m- much more pessimistic than I did in the Toronto series. I thought yeah, Toronto's got a history of collapsing. Uh, the back pairing was a problem. It turned out to be Gardner and, and uh, yeah. Dermott and some of those guys. I don't feel that way with this St. Louis team. Right, yeah, they, I, right, they, exactly. they are much more sound. Yeah. The Bruins will have to win this and win it well, in a difficult it. fashion in I'll own
1: six. I'll own the fact that I thought the Bruins would lose that Game 6 in Toronto, but... I could still see ways or reasons that the that the Bruins would pull it off because of Toronto, like you said, their track record. This yeah. this right now,
0: I'm hanging my head on Grislik. That's all I got. The <laughs> Grislik will be the magic that comes back and solidifies things. And it's that's uh, it's a bit of a reach, I'll admit.
1: It really is because I mean, if they even clear him, you you wonder how much the doctors factor in the what's going to happen in the game. You know, they are going to look at it and say, "Wow, you know, St. Louis is going to take some shots at you. Is it worth the risk?" You hope that doesn't isn't the case, but it's going to. Be tough because a guy who's even if you're cleared, and I've read this it doesn't mean you're a hundred percent able to move as quickly as you know the the, the little twitch things Some in your most, brain. Yeah, yeah, could be slower. His game is so much based on the quick puck movement, the quick reaction. That's true. Guys bearing down on him, I don't know how good he'll even be.
0: That's why push comes to shove. I feel like whether he's back or it's just Chara, he's going to just stick with 7-D. I, I think yeah. Backus baby, just he, once you pulled the plug and you bench Backus. Uh, he's out. He's not going to trust Kuhlman, They're just going to go seventy and just and it's, hope. Yeah. And how, hope they're a little bit better and, and try uh, to get
1: a bounce and, and win a one nothing game again. or yeah. something. It's yeah. it's just it seems like they're making it so much harder than they have to make it. I think.
0: Well, it seems to me like you're coming to the realization St. Louis is the better team. They have uh, the best, in your mouth, but yeah. they're
1: not the most talented team. They're the better team. Absolutely, that's that's the way I would phrase it. So if that's
0: the case, and, yep. and I've watched the series, and it's hard for me to sit here and say Braden Shen, Jaden Schwartz, and even Tarasenko are better than Bergeron, Marshawn, and and Postenuk. but that's what the eyeball test tells you. Through these you know, it's more than that. Obviously, it's matchups, it's defense, it's goaltending, it's coaching. But it it it's no longer a um, a shame to lose to St. Louis in the Cup final, right? That was that. Well, will that w- when it's all said and done, would you look back on it then and say, hey, they lost to the better team, no mm, no problem,
1: mm, no, because they're the better team in this series, but they're not the better team overall. This so is, they've underperformed
0: the beyond, beyond yeah. your expectations and beyond almost, uh, dis- you know. Absolutely. I mean, they
1: should be leading this series if not have won it. I mean, I said they would win in six. It's They're the better team. They were the third third overall in the National Hockey League. Um, but, the, know, the, but the Blues in the second half were as good easy, as anybody. They had the easier path. Not just, not, I'm not saying the easier path based on competition, but what they did. They took out uh, Columbus in six and then swept. They had ten days off to, to rest up for this series. They should have been... Full strength, ready to go. Everything's, you know, all systems a go. All systems, are, our systems are down. We have the video. We have them read right out. It definitely shouldn't have taken them th- that that top line, you know. Whereas they were starting so slow every round, it definitely shouldn't have happened this time. And now, obviously, it's gone past that.
0: Is there a recipe from the Tampa series last year that Barube drew on? Because we kept going back to that Braden point outplayed the Berger online in the in the Tampa series last year. So somehow have they bottled that up? Uh, you know, whether Victor Hedman and Pareco are like clones and they found a way to just yeah, – here's, def- here's the recipe. The,
1: the bigger, stronger defenseman aspect of it is, is the same, but it's different, totally different styles, right? This team yeah. is, is physicality and a and heavy fortress. They're not even close to the top third teams in the league in terms of quickness and speed. Um, But, yeah, we, you, we said going in we knew that it was going to be a different challenge to face Pareko and Boomerster and their long sticks and their strength we didn't realize how much the other defense pair i mean Carl Gunnison's come out of nowhere and played pretty well and yep. uh you know Petrangelo's obviously doing great and just the fact that all the lines you know again if if the if the Bergeron line didn't score any points but they were keeping the the uh, the Shen line off the board and other lines were scoring we wouldn't be sitting here probably talking about them leading right. the other lines are getting out muscled and, and just beat up <laughs> they're not they're not winning any battles whatsoever on the boards or in front of the net which
0: i mean it's just kind of an indication that they're not the better team. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I know what you're saying. It's right. they're underperforming based on what we expected, but this well, is but, the reality. But you're they, watching well, it cause play they've out. done it
1: before. I mean, Columbus could you could say Columbus was a mini version of St. Louis. Yeah, yep. So they did it. You know, they down two one in that series, and they regrouped and they they figured it out. They got the strategies down. They they won the battles, and you know the, the physicality in that series. You can't say that I wasn't uh, you know as physic almost as physical as this series. Um, the I mean their goalie. This team it was better. supposed to be the best in the world.
0: O'Reilly is better, yeah. than what they faced in that series, and uh, you know Tarasenko and and uh, has been more effective than uh, Panarin was. Well, they they totally erased Panarin. Well, Tarasenko has not been erased. We can go
1: back to the matchup on yeah. that one, right? You're right. I mean, you are right. Was grand Carlo. We raised ate him. He ate him. Chewed him up and spit him out. And we went to we went to the Chara McAvoy versus yep. Tarasenko thing. It is and, strange. And when it wasn't going right in first game, instead yeah. of saying, okay, we need a different defense pair with Bergeron. He went with a different forward line with the Chara pair. And, again, the the, the, Mac, the, the Krug-Carlo pair doesn't just play great defense or wasn't, was not was was playing great defense. They're good at getting the puck up to their forwards. So if you want to get Bergeron, Martian, and Parson not going and maybe even get something off the rush, which it's hard to do, but you have to at least get them going, and, and Chara and McAvoy aren't going to do that.
0: Well, to summarize, <laughs> we got a big game six, eight p.m. Sunday. Neither you nor I feel that great about it, but just based on the entertainment level of a game seven in a Cup final, I'm going to predict Grizzly comes back and they win a two to one game. They get that done. They win that two to one game. You're going to be there to see it, and then you got four more days of content, my friend. You'll come home. We'll have a, a beautiful game seven on Wednesday night. That will be fun, well, no matter how it ends. From
1: your mouth to Gary Bettman's ears, or something. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's pulling true. the strings here.
0: Exactly. What, what you got? A prediction.
1: Uh, blues two, Bruins one again. Ooh, ooh. Another grinder.
0: Oh, and you're going to be there to see the the. Uh,
1: I've seen a lot f- forget of
0: forget about who gets the cup second here. It's going to be who does. Uh, uh, Petrangelo. Oh, I, hand I can't it off wait to. for all
1: the creative blues followers on Twitter to tell me who gets the who gets oh, the cup get, second yeah. after Petrangelo. Right, <coughs> We're both
0: going to get bludgeoned by that. <laughs> who does get it second? Ryan O'Reilly.
1: Vinnington. <laughs> who wears the Tarasenko. Letters? I mean, you know is in there somewhere, Bennington's in there, I don't know who the, who wears the letters That's, that's to him. Right? It
0: is a little embarrassing, though. You lose to this team and you're going to be like, <laughs> you lost to David Perron, you it lost really to is. Zach Sanford, it's you, just, you lost like, to the worst power play that's ever been assembled in a cup final. They can't score exactly. on the power play. They,
1: this, you know, you get this far, you think you have a, a successful season, but they've everything has been oh. – and then again, the, the window's not closing. This team could get back, but it's going to be harder. This is this is your time. You didn't take advantage of it. That's the that's the worst part. If if they went down every game three two overtime like game two, yeah. you'd say, well, at least they you know they gave a g- good fight and they just didn't get the bounces. I don't want to hear about bounces anymore. They're not making the bounces. Well, you, you, you you have so it'll to go be back at the to the net. officiating
0: though. But but you know, game five, we can talk educatedly on it now.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, most people was just that's going to be the takeaway. They got hosed in game five, and that's a shame. and that that decided the series. I don't it's know. more nuanced than that, but when that's you, When that's you talk stay. about
1: resiliency and adversity and all the stuff that they spew at us all year long, you got to overcome that. you got to push back. you got to make the Blues pay, and they don't— I mean, do you think there's one Blues guy that's that's hurt from this series? It's Tarasenko, pain, Klu, no, banged no. up. He had some maintenance days. Yeah, maybe after I mean, uh, Thomas Lowbridge. I guess Thomas was nursing something, before, like a wrist injury before this series, so it might not even have anything to do with the Krug hit. I mean, is anyone has anyone paid the price on the Blues side?
0: No, and, and these two days off, actually, you're going to help them in that case, too. Yeah, they are.
1: It's, it's helped them more than the Bruins every time.
0: All right, Maddie, we will check in with you Sunday skate, 9.30, from the airport. So if you have any um, revelations between now Well,
1: and 9.30, you're off the air, aren't you? Uh, 8.30. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well. Yeah, we're on I'll, 7 to 9. You're 7 on and 8.30. 9. 830. Yeah, you're, I'll, I'll you, try to call you 8.30 be before I get on the plane. Right, yeah, sure. You.
0: Perfect. Blackburn and I will uh, spew some fire. We're going <laughs> to try to uh, be cranky in your absence, and then... Wrap up show a week from Sunday we think will be okay. our final Sunday skate win right. or lose we'll see how that goes but uh, regardless we're gonna they keep can this throw going us an hour at least right I would think so and maybe, maybe more of these in the off season we're gonna <laughs> have uh, it would it will be an interesting summer no matter what happens oh
1: it's gonna be a, a very uh, interesting summer and uh, especially if they lose and I always say it's yep. more interesting when they lose so kill me shoot me.